the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Hey folks, greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. We're back again with another episode. I'm your host Paul Spain and in the studio today, Matt Archer. Good to see you again, Matt. Thanks for having me back, Paul. Great to be here. Now, good fun things happening in the tech world. Uh, I'm actually quite looking forward to talking about drones today. Yes. Um, that seems to be one of your favourite subjects, as I oh. discovered when we went out droning last week. Is droning a word? What would be the word for flying a drone? Yeah, well, I think the more formal language you put around it, the more our pilot friends like to keep coaching us about where we're not allowed to fly and where we are allowed to fly. So, yeah, droning, I think. <laughs> droning, that way you can just turn off the noise and enjoy the, the scenery. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, great. It's great. And we live in such an awesome country, surrounded by water and so many great places where you can safely go and take awesome photos and catch the kids on the beach. It's just, yeah. It is, it. it is good. Cool. Well, we'll 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 get to we'll get to drones shortly. Few other topics uh, to talk about. Now, last year we talked about the uh, Tuia uh, two fifty uh, data breach, which was involving the uh, the the Ministry of Culture and Heritage, and it's um, you know some of you will remember this uh, website that was uh, set up. For uh, the the big event that, that they were uh, running, and this uh, you know Walker uh, flotilla and you know, other things that they were they were they were doing as uh, as part of the celebration that was all going to happen uh, on the water, and people were able to go in and apply, and they went in through, if I recall it correctly, a, a reasonably basic uh, WordPress site, and they loaded all their you know copies of their ID, whether it was a passport or you know whatever, up, and that didn't get secured very well. And then you know all these these folks were were left potentially with with their uh, identification having been compromised. Mm. Look, we're seeing a whole lot of these things recently, but uh, mm. this one has come come back, and and um, there's been the details of. I think when they happen, there's always that curiosity, certainly from um, me anyway, <laughs> and, mm. I, and, I, and I know chatting to listeners recently, there's that interest in well, why did you know why did this come about? Can we you know can we not protect mm. uh, people's important uh, data? Uh, and the reporting that I've seen uh, on it in the last uh, last couple of days. Uh, it surprised me. So basically, what what they've uh, gone through is, I think, um, you know, a, a request under the Official Information Act to uh, to find out, a, you know, a few more details. And the the general indication was that, um, you know, this the website was actually signed off at a at a you know senior level, whereas you know my assumption the whole mm-hmm. time was, oh look, you know somebody's gone off a little bit rogue, mm-hmm. you know they've they've had an external party build this website and it actually hasn't gone through you know the organisation's processes to make sure uh, it's, it's secured, yeah. um, you know so but you know it it, it, it turns out that um, yeah actually. You know, it, it was signed off. So, uh, yeah, a, a little, um, a little disappointing. But I'm sure the lessons have been have been learned, and uh, you know, there will there will no doubt, you know, have have been uh, changes. But I guess for me, that that's just a, you know, it's a it's a learning exercise. It's a reminder that we, yeah, you know, we can't mm. be too relaxed about these things, and there needs to be that recognition that not every website is is the same so maybe yeah. there wasn't an, an understanding that this website was carrying that personally identifiable information mm. and you know what the consequences mm. would be if you you know lose a digital copy of somebody's passport uh, you know that gets out into the into uh, the wrong hands that you know, it's not it's, it's not a very, that's not a very nice thing whereas you know, a lot think, of those bits of data also should I don't think they should even be getting collected really I mean in the states everyone's acutely aware that if I manage to get your social security number 
that I could take your entire life over. And so there's quite a, a measure of, of, of awareness or paranoia about that. But I think you know, government organisations shouldn't be asking for pieces of information that can be used to steal someone's identity. I think some of those things should maybe just be completely off, off limits. Right, we need to cool. find other ways to uh, validate people are who they say they are. Yeah, I I agree, and and it's something that I I struggle, you know, I really struggle with because we have so many scenarios now where a passport or a driver's license is requested, mm. and they want to take a copy of it, and it's and it, right. you know it can be you know an accommodation scenario where oh we need a copy of this when you're travelling. Uh, I've certainly, you know, certainly have you know have had that in some countries. Certainly, the case in uh, you know in China when I was there last year, uh, I remember buying a car and they insisted on it, and I said, "Well, you're not scanning it, taking it." I went to the bank and I said, "Look, I don't want you to, you know, to to be having. Oh no, we have to for you know X Y Z or." Oh yeah, I'll take a, I'll just take a copy of it because I said, "Look, if you've got it on paper and you can file it away, that's probably." You know, in my mind, it's probably actually safer on paper than mm. a digital copy. Oh. Even though you're a bank and you should have good systems, so they copied it, and then I noticed they were scanning the copy. It's like, hello, <laughs> um, well, yeah. so uh, it's it's yeah, it's, it's, it's so challenging. Scary, I mean, a right? bank, and I think our banks here, are, you know, are, are, they put a huge amount of effort into security. Data, so that's that's the end we can mm. probably be most. Uh, most relaxed, and I'd, I'd certainly hope so. But it, you know, it's it's disappointing mm. um, that these things happen. And look, you know, I don't want to, to you know throw anything negative at the Ministry of Culture and and and, and Heritage because you know I'm sure um, you know they 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 do a, a good job on on lots of things. Um, and great initiative as well. They're trying to engage. You know, everything's right about it. They just got let down by technology, really not being done well. Mm. Mm. But it's it's. It highlights the challenge that we have across New Zealand because we've got so many small organisations. Mm. I don't know how big the Ministry of Culture and Heritage is in, in terms of people and budgets and, and, and things like that. Uh, but as with anything else, things are often you know quite squeezed in, in terms of budgets, mm. and so you end up with uh, you know with, with these sorts of things happening where um, they're. There isn't necessarily the right sort of gatekeepers, the right expertise, the right checks and balances mm. uh, being, being being carried carried out. And um, I guess people don't understand what information is on a website. Maybe you know, that's maybe what it, what it was. Then they didn't follow through with the appropriate process. Look, mm. it's just a very simple website. It has a little bit of information about an event. Sure, you don't need to go to the same extent, but obviously in this case, it yeah, was holding agree. some pretty important info. So. Um, yeah, some some learnings, and I think you know, certainly would be my encouragement to to our listeners that you know we should all be continuing to to step up from that uh, that cyber security standpoint. And there there are so many aspects to it, but I'm continually coming across things every day that uh, you know, just surprise me in terms of the way these things happen, uh, particularly in in New Zealand, and and I think. That's the the uh, you know there's a lot of good that comes from you know our small innovative agile mm-hmm. um, you know organisations and you know the amazing things that we do on a on a global scale and we you know punch above our weight and tech things and sport and all, all sorts of uh, areas but yeah some of the, some of these areas we uh, we we drop the ball we've got to protect each other as well right I think we're a small community if someone sees you know a, a child running out on the street as a community will run to the aid of that child and that family where I think that maybe we need to run to the aid of people a bit more with these type of security pieces because the same damage can occur and I think maybe we all those those of us that have got a few more technology and understand some of these things need to be a bit more vocal and say, well, don't put don't put that in there. That they don't need that. You shouldn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Keep yourself mm-hmm. safe. And uh, you know, think, you know, we're all got to learn, as you say. We've got to learn from it. Yeah. Uh, now, sports streaming. We've we've talked over the years a lot about you know, the the changes in our uh, entertainment, and streaming has been one of those those big topics. Of course. We've got Spark Sport uh, now as the, uh, the you know the reasonably uh, new 
entrant into uh, into the market. Sky Sport, you know, both of them working really hard uh, to you know, to do great things. <laughs> Ultimately, though, a really big part of it comes down to rights holders. And as more time goes on, I think the technological challenges that that we've seen, and uh, you know, there was there was certainly uh, a fair bit of criticism in the mainstream media around uh, Spark and their streaming of the Rugby World Cup. Um, personally, I you know I didn't have too much uh, drama. No, it was good and for it, me, and it and it seemed it seemed it seemed over the top to mm. me to to be to be fair. Um, but regardless, I mean everyone's experiences were were, were different. Um, but I think it was a, a nece- as a necessary step for us to you know really encourage people to to move into the streaming world mm-hmm. and and what they did. Uh, certainly helped, you know. I think uh, you know a bunch of homes just you know step up a little bit in terms of utilising the, te- yeah, the the technology that uh, that we have. I know not everybody you know agrees and thinks, well, you know maybe the the um, you know that the, they should have waited till the next uh, Rugby World Cup or something. Mm. Um, but look, I'm, I'm all for. I think generally we've got really good infrastructure, uh, and and that continues mm. to you know to to improve. Um, but what we've heard is there's another player coming, and not just coming to New Zealand, but and it was a little bit of a dodgy press release that was passed on to me by um, by TV3, who, who got me to um, speak about it on on AM show this morning, um, because it's it um, oh, you know PR spin, right? This little <laughs> you know publicity uh, what actually folks. exists. So it, it yeah. said that their service it's it's called. Um, Dazone, D-A-Z-N, Dazone, and uh, you know, I guess that's the that's the world we're in now. D-A-Z-N spells Dazone. Um, anyway, uh, it, said, it said it's coming to two hundred countries and territories. So I actually have no idea how many countries. That I don't think there's two hundred countries in the world. Is there? I think, oh, yeah. it's around two hundred. <laughs> um, but so I actually have no idea. Is that fifty countries plus mm. like? You know, some areas like the state, you know, the yeah. US, you know, if that's kind of 50 states of the US, yeah. well, there's, there's 50 already out of your 200. So maybe it's 150. Nah. Yeah. So look, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, they're uh, going big, though, they're, right? They're, that's the they're, goal. They're trying to go big. <laughs> they're talking about trying to be the the Netflix of sports streaming. Wow. And that's, that, again, sounds a bit like uh, PR spin, but there is the potential for this mm. thing to happen, right? And. We also have Amazon, mm-hmm. who have been, you know, making making some moves in that space. Very deep pockets. When we look at uh, DAZN, they are, uh, are well funded, shall we say? So the um, the their main sort of money uh, sitting behind them, the uh, um, the main owner is. Uh, I think when I looked, he was the fourth richest richest person in the in the UK. Wow! Um, Ukrainian um, English um, chap, and so he's you know it was like something like twenty billion US or twenty billion sort of pounds behind him. So you know he owns I think Warner Music. So no problem being able to throw lots of money at this thing uh, if if the model. Works. They've been in nine markets already: uh, U.S., Canada, uh, Austria, a bunch of others, um, and charging in Canada. I think charging about twenty twenty dollars for okay. their service and quite a lot of sport. Mm. With they're going global, they seem to be focusing on boxing to mm. start with. So I imagine we're talking wow. about a lower cost service, probably sub ten dollars in in New Zealand. But mm. that'll get people on board. Mm. And of course, if you're able to reach. I don't know, let's say it's a hundred countries. Oh, you know, I don't know. Uh, if you're able to, ha- you know, have that sort of broad mm. offering, then you know, like Netflix, you know, your technology spend uh, gets sort of amortised yeah. and spread out across all those locations versus you know, especially other if they players. get into some of the pay per views. If they could bundle some of those and then type of flatline those out, because you know, if, if for example, boxing, there's probably going to be two two pay-per-view fights you'll think about getting over the year and if if there was some other pay-per-view this and pay-per-view that you know um, you could quickly make up quite a convincing 
offering to put, yeah. put your hand yeah, in your pocket. I, yeah, that's actually a, a, a great point. So, yeah, there's yeah. a lot, uh, you know, a lot, lot a lot ahead. And ultimately, when it comes to sports, it's down to who you yeah. know who owns those uh, who owns those rights. But you imagine mm. if you're cutting a global deal, mm. there'll be some sports that will just say, yeah, that's you know, rather than us negotiating with. Even twenty different markets, right? Mm. That's a whole lot of time and work and cost. And so, if Design, you know, steps up to let's say it's the All Blacks next. Now, yep, um, you know, there, there's there's a deal between uh, you know New Zealand Rugby and and Sky TV, mm. you know, at, at this stage. But you know, none of these things last, you know, last forever. They're a few years, and uh, and and then things uh, are, are are up again. Um, so that could mm. come up. Uh, certainly, you know, if we look look ahead over the next ten years, you know, that's one of the things that could change. Um, there, and then you know, Amazon could step into the market. So there, there's really a whole lot of unknown. But I think it's and and you've got Sky TV there that bought Rugby Pass, which yep. is um, a somewhat uh, I don't know if similar play is probably the wrong wording because Rugby Pass is focused on a particular sport and. And selling, you know, that access to watch, you know, streaming rugby, mm. um, almost everywhere in the world. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's quite uh, on the same scale. But you know, lots of different markets mm. where where there isn't another option, and they're really working to own that. Which mm. is, I think, it's, that was a smart acquisition uh, by by Sky if they can if they can really uh, leverage that. Although. And you could also say, well, you know, they're a little bit hedging their bets. Are they a, a, a broadcaster of sport for Kiwis, mm. or are they, a, you know, broadcaster of rugby for the world? Yeah. You know, one of those might well uh, end up being viable, and the other one, mm. you know, may may not. And particularly when you've got these sort of global uh, competitors like Design and and Amazon trying to mix it up, and when they've got very deep pockets. Mm. They they can just go nuts and yeah. get the rights, and then once competitors have have fallen away, mm. uh, then they can they can dabble around and, and and change prices. And I guess if you think about it at the moment, if you're really into sport uh, in New Zealand, you might have your you know, Sky subscription, uh, Spark, yeah, Sky Sport, but a Spark Sport. This comes out Design. You might sign up for that. Mm. Uh, before you know it, you might be spending twice what you were you were spending before and mm. so if a big player can come in and dominate it say well actually yeah that twice that you were spending before all of that's coming mm. to us thank you yeah. uh, that, that could be a pretty profitable model but I'm I'm not confident mm. if, you know for better or for, for worse that we will get to that point and I think it's actually, it's great that we've got the local players that yeah. we've got who will you know I think you know continue to look at the, the grassroots sports and 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 supporting mm. you know local stuff, mm. whereas if we got to just a, a pure Netflix type uh, model where it's one big dominant you know one or two big dominant uh, global players, mm. uh, I think yeah that could be pretty disappointing for um, for us locally. And also you know you've got some of the the people that own the big big products like the the NHL and the NFL and the NBA. A lot of those guys are, are charging. Annual streaming services, two to three hundred bucks a year just for that, uh, you know. So I think the challenge these guys are going to have is is they're is they're not coming through a set top box; they're coming in through the internet, which is the same medium that the guys that own these brands are are pitching at. So you know, I love my football, so I love you know subscribe to the NFL Pass, um, and then you can rewatch whenever you want. But if someone was to say, well, look, we'll give you, you know, football and hockey and rugby and and basketball, and it might cost you fifty dollars a month. It's like, well, that might actually be quite good. So, I guess it depends, as you say, the pockets if they can negotiate the deals with the ones that people really want. Otherwise, we, you know, could end up watching curling or something from from the you know somewhere in the Soviet yeah, state because yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty million people a year love watching that or something. We, we don't want yeah. those. Those products won't be of interest to, to New Zealanders, but may have international appeal as a brand. You know, yeah, it, it's it's actually you know put my futurist hat on and try and you know look out that five or ten years and say mm. this is how it's going to be. I'm just not sure because as as you say, the individual sports and and, and codes and so on, you know, they're, they're selling direct in some yeah. cases. Then we've got the big international. Then we've got the local ones. Um, you know, I would like it to to all melt down to what's great for the consumer, but of course, 
you know that's not usually quite how the how the you know free market always uh, ends up. But there is competition at the moment, and I'm I'm expecting that we will still have a level of competition. But mm. it, you know, it's probably going to be somewhat more complex. Mm. And um, you know, I would imagine that with those efficiencies, that the prices would not be too crazy. That mm. you know, if we look ten years out, there's going to be a level of balance because I mean, people just won't sign up if if the content's too expensive. There's of course always ways to you know get around things as as well. So I, I don't think we're going to be in a bad place, mm. but I think it is. It's it's probably reasonably. Um, you know, hard to predict. Mm. It's you know, it's something you could be place, placing bets on mm. uh, in terms of exactly how that landscape's going to uh, going to play out. And what do you think about the you know the set top boxes and and the the bits of hardware that are coming more and more a part of that landscape? I know when Apple TV Plus launched, you know, it's pretty much the same as an Apple TV, but they've got all the relationships with Disney Plus and everything, so so it all comes down. And um, I, I heard even on the way here, TVNZ were, were broadcasting an ad talking about the fact that you can watch us on your smart TV or on your, your on your box top, you know. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I think the hardware, if, the, if these guys are going to be serious, going to need to get apps in on on the hardware vendors as well. Yeah, so that, 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 that's, that's pretty important. We're in this uncomfortable position. It actually reminds me of when smartphones were new and we talked – on the podcast, and I guess my my pretty strong feeling uh, at the time was that I think most people were probably better off with a piece of you know a, a piece of hardware, a set top box, or a gaming console, or what have you, yeah. to consume their their entertainment uh, through. In addition to you know uh, you know whatever else rather than just the smart TV having all the smarts yeah. and we're now starting to see that really um, prove itself again what the thinking was then because mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of apps in those days on on the smart TVs in the last few years yeah you can get you know you can get most most of what you need spark sport became available across a bunch of the TVs but and and the Spark Sport example was probably a, a reasonably good one. If you had, I think it was LG TV that was two years old. You know, yeah. sorry, you're out of luck. Yeah. Uh, with with running the app and and look, you know, um, one of our our partners for the podcast is uh, is Samsung. Make a lot of smart TVs. Um, but you know, I'm sure they've uh, seen me interviewed at CES. Where you know, I'm not always as much of a fan of the of the of the TVs as mm. as as they are now. I mean, actually, if I'm buying if I'm buying a TV today, um, you know, do I buy a smart TV or a non-smart TV? Well, mostly, if you want the features, you're buying a smart TV anyway. Mm. Um, so you know, the the, the TV brands, uh, the Samsungs and Sonys and uh, Vions, um, LGs, you know, Panasonic, etc. Um, you know, they're probably mostly going to be selling um, smart TVs. But I think, as a consumer, you you have to be prepared that even if maybe on day one when you buy that TV, you can you know run everything through the interface. Um, if you're somebody that likes to hold on to your TV a bit longer than 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 you hold on to your smartphone for yeah. then you probably end up plugging plug, plugging something in it at, at some stage and the little uh, you know freeview streaming stick that you can get uh, the Vodafone uh, TV box and the the freeview uh, set top box as well as obviously what you get from Sky um, you know the these Lots devices are are getting better well actually the the Sky um, the Sky Kit, I think, if you want good Sky, then probably the Vodafone TV uh, option, you know, yeah. gives you the the um, the best result because you've easy you know, you've got use Netflix and, and but you know yeah. a whole bunch of other 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 stuff on there. Um, but I tend uh, there, there's always sort of a kink in the armor or whatever of of all of these these mm. products. So you know, I end up having a bit of a combo and. Um, I've been using that little, the little uh, stick, the little free view. Uh, what's it called? View Smart View uh, stick, which is was one hundred, hundred forty dollars or something that you know lets you stream all your or watch TV as though it's coming over you know normal broadcast, but you know actually it's it's being broadcast over the internet. Yeah. And uh, you know you've got YouTube and 
Netflix, and most of the time that that actually that uh, that works pretty well, but not everything. And then on the flip side, with some of the other the other devices, and some of the uh, new, new TVs are coming with the AirPlay support built into them, or finally, you know, it's yes. like, but some of those apps on sense, iOS yeah. are magnificent. Even the Sky one, where you can actually you can stream up to the TV using your app on your smartphone, but then you can multitask and swish that away. That's right. And you can just be using your smartphone while it's concurrently streaming up to your device. Yeah. So, you know, once it gets to that, it might be going back to your original piece about smartphone and a really smart TV could be the... Could be all you need. Could yeah. be the option. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, fun fun, fun times ahead. And, look, if we're, if we're anything um, like... You know what's happened in, in China. Some of us maybe need to spend a little bit of time at home over mm. the next little while. So now is a good time to think about what what do you need to get your your home comfortable. If if you know you or a family member needed to self isolate. Now yeah. I heard in China there was some you know, real issues with the internet uh, because there was so much gaming going on wow. in people's homes uh, during the day and people trying to get a bit of work done and access some stuff over their work VPN or, or what have you uh, were finding things grind, grinding to a little bit of a halt so uh, get your internet upgraded get the get all the right gadgets and uh, and away you go although I see on the flip side there's uh, there's a fair bit of caution out there and uh, you know people wanted to hold back on on spending money because you know we don't quite know what the economy's doing but uh, I don't know that that's uh, that's one approach. Just yeah. go, just, just you know, rampant consumerism, and let's throw lots of money at tech and gadgets. Isn't that what we're supposed to talk about on this yeah, show? That's exactly the topic. Um, now, what else? What else we got? Oh, um, the um, the Amazon um, Go stores, which well, it's, it must be I don't know, two or three years mm. uh, at least since since yep. we we certainly heard them opening. Uh, I think when we first heard about them, may have been even even uh, further uh, back than uh, than that. But they've actually opened now uh, a sort of semi full size uh, grocery store. So you know the initial ones that they open, you know, you go and pick up a salad and you know a few little bits of pieces. Have you been to one of these stores? Because you you've been in. I mean, you've spent yeah. a fair bit of time, you know, backwards and forwards with with Seattle and that part of the to- world. I I heard about them. I never got myself into one. Um, though I think it's 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 fascinating because you've got so much tech that you know if, if a store like that could really work and could work at a price point that didn't require Mr Bezos's wallet to fund it, yeah. <laughs> um, you know the opportunities could be could be great for you know all sorts of things, you know the rest of the world. But I didn't. Um, I did, however, see. Um, I got a, one of the New World card recently, and, and and somewhere in there they were talking about some stores in New Zealand having the ability to register at the door for for things. And I checked. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, was in uh, oh the the Tesla road trip a few weeks ago. We stopped in, and I now remember where it was. Uh, it was uh, Fonganui, and. Um, Went to a pack and save store because there was a uh, charge net charger outside. So yep. you know, parked the car in there and you know wandered wandered up to the store. And they had little scanners that you could take around right. with you and basically just, yes, scan prices and you know basically uh, as you're putting stuff into your um, shopping mm. shopping trolley. Because they've done smart baskets as well. I know some people have done yeah. smart baskets as well that you know you scan you know as you shop. Um, so there's a variety of those things going on. I can I can see that the the type of model that Amazon are going with. You, I mean, you can imagine that that whatever they come up with, it might be super cutting edge hmm. now for hmm. a short period of time. But you've got to think the technologies that make that up hmm. should be more than likely the sort of technology that. Actually, any supermarket Agreed. chain yeah. would be able to roll out because be the cost to, yeah. of these things comes down. It tends to be off the shelf. Oh, mm. yeah, we've got an off the shelf, you know, image recognition, this and that. And I know I'm oversimplifying it all, yeah. um, but if they can make it work in in a, in a supermarket, these are big enough scale organisations, mm. uh, and and there'll be some. Well, and and there are already, you know, entities that are, uh, you know, developing. That as an independent piece that they could sell to uh, to to other supermarkets. So, yeah, it's really interesting seeing that the, the technology has stepped forward. 
the bits and pieces I read, uh, you know, suggest that they've they've definitely been uh, you know, making making advances along the way. They haven't been you know sitting still for mm. uh, for the for the last uh, two two or three years, and. Yeah, this this technology is is definitely uh, um, getting better. It's an interesting market, Seattle, um, though, because there are so many tech companies up there, and the level of of gadgetry that people have up there is so high, yes. disproportionately representative of probably the rest of the world. That I think a lot of these 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 options get taken up quite, you know quite quite early on in the piece I had a friend who was involved in a in a company that Amazon uh, was funding where they would do delivery to the boots of cars oh yes yeah, um, yeah. Yep. because so many people over there had cars that you could pop the boot with your smartphone yep. and so you get your Amazon delivery to your to the boot of your car in the car park they'd yep. pop it take a photo of the delivery that would go back to you and close the boot again so yeah. it sounded fantastic but total fantasy outside of somewhere where the majority of the commuters have cars that you can they can open their boot on yeah. can you imagine trying yeah. to do that you know parts of uh, Wanganui, for example, I don't think they'd have the same uptake. No, no, it's going to it's going to vary. But if you look at those areas like Seattle and Sil- Silicon Valley, mm. where you know the property prices are through the roof, uh, you know, being able to uh, employ people into those uh, into those stores is expensive. Mm. So when they're trying to weigh up exactly. the, the numbers, you, you're going to have a better uh, you know the numbers are going to stack up a little bit better, especially with early technology in those locations, uh, that, than they might do in, in a lot of other parts of US and 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 the rest of the world. But look, I, you know, I'm I'm excited to you know to see these things progressing. Mm. Um, but you know, we need to keep you know, keep in balance. We you know we've still got to make sure there's a whole lot of people that need to be employed and. And have uh, interesting, uh, interesting work to do. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I imagine as we automate some of these things, there will be other jobs that come along. And, and we're, you know, we've already seen it over the last few years of you know technology creating, um, you know, new new jobs and and you know varying forms from um, Uber drivers to people to repair smartphones and drones and and, and bits bits and pieces. And that's going to continue, I'm sure. I wonder what's. I wonder what what costs less for the business, uh, the the restocking of the shelves or the uh, the computer technician to fix the sensor on the broken shelves. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, swings and roundabouts. I think if you had that tech starting to go wrong yeah. on mass, that could get pretty. You're going to have you're going to have a team of people in there for quite a chunk of a week, yeah. putting it back yeah. together. Yeah, pull it all back together. If someone's driven it, driven their vehicle or <laughs> run away trolley vehicle is uh, yeah, run, oh, run run into a, a the wine shelves on all three just dropped a thousand bottles all over. Yeah, it's gonna, it's going to um, it's going to be quite a bit of work if you've got to put together or re put together a complex store, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, good, good, just to see that advancing, and yeah, of course, there's um, you know related types of technology that are you know, getting developed and utilised here uh, in New Zealand, um, you know, with the likes of of, of food stuff. So That's we'll good. keep watching that space, uh, and uh, you know, we'll you know as as things progress a little bit from. Um, our local uh, firms uh, like foodstuffs we'll um, we'll try and you know tap back into them for uh, an update uh, for those who missed it there was a, an interesting chat with uh, uh, Chris Chris Quinn um, ex uh, spark who uh, uh, heads up um, foodstuffs here in New Zealand which is uh, or foodstuffs uh, North Island I think what they uh, maybe it's eight, you know eight or nine billion dollars sort of turnover as a chain, so you know pretty reasonable sized business, yeah. and and they're you know pouring a, a huge amount in, into uh, technology as a, a lot of other uh, you know leading businesses are, That's and great. Uh, you know have a you know, massive team uh, you know working away on uh, on the next on you know looking after their current things and what the next phase of uh, uh, the business looks like, and and you know really that's what. What I think, uh, you know, generally we we need to be doing across the board is is continuing to uh, uh, innovate and invest and uh, you know make make sure that as the big players, the Amazons and the like, do 
work out how to spread themselves uh, a little bit more broadly, that actually they don't just sort of stomp into New Zealand and find that you know we've been we've we've been you know sitting on our hands, um, and they can just walk in and and you know deliver something better uh, than what our local entities are are doing. You know, I think you know we we want to be doing great stuff locally, and uh, you know I think there is there is uh, so much good stuff going on. I think that's one thing about New Zealand is that, you know, we have quite a high level. We're, we're like a little bit of a mini Seattle. We do embrace technology as a country and, you know, we do it at, at a quite a good level, not at a, at a second generation or third iteration. We love to be first out of the blocks and I think there's been a lot of tech companies in New Zealand that have validated, you know, a product that, that's worked really well in America or in, in, in Europe. Um, by by proving to the New Zealand business owners that it's a good idea to have a look at and yep. and have had great support from from this part of the world and and I think that's one of the the things that we should you know continue to support and encourage you know make it work in New Zealand because if you can you know the rest of the world could be really interested in it as well so yeah very, yeah very much so and uh, you know there there is stuff going on I think in in you know just so. Uh, so many areas. So I hope um, that a lot of those, uh, you know, keep uh, keep gaining um, traction. Now there was. I'm just just trying to see if I can uh, find it here. There was an announcement uh, in the last in the last few days about an entity that had just uh, just raised some some reasonably uh, serious uh, cash and uh, that is um, Halter. Uh, so somebody from Halter was in, in, in touch the other day actually um, and it yeah, would be great to uh, hear their, uh, their, their story you know, once they're, uh, they're really out into the markets. I think they're, they're, they've been running for a few years uh, and yeah, they've 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 um, getting they're getting pretty uh, close to starting to you know to sell sell their offering, uh, mm-hmm. working uh, in farms, and they have the um, I guess it's a it's a, they've got a what I understand about it from the bits and pieces um, I've read is um, like a wearable for cattle. Um, wow. So basically, you know, a, a device uh, that will, uh, you know, measure a bunch of things, uh, you know, from from you know the herd, and be able to then you know remotely communicate that that back. So it sits in that Amazing. realm of you know IoT, Internet of Things, uh, you know, connected up uh, gadgetry, and uh, you know as as these things improve, I guess. You know, we, we end up being able to you know, look after the animals uh, at a at a better level, mm. keep them healthier, uh, you know, run the farms more more efficiently, and and, and so on. So they're a huge um, asset, right? Pleasing. I mean, these 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 beasts, some of them are worth hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars. You know, there's been huge investment in their growth and development. So it's uh, you know, you can you can understand the the business case for wanting to keep on top of their health, and you know. Yeah, be that be aware as soon as you can be of anything you can do to to protect your investment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's definitely definitely one I'm you know I'm keen to uh, um, keen to hear a little bit more about. Now, um, some will be sort of wondering. Um, I, I did talk about the Samsung Galaxy uh, S twenty the the. Um, Three different uh, handsets uh, launching in New Zealand as a, a special piece on the episode um, going back a couple of weeks or so, um, but nothing more. No sort of you know hands-on review, and there has been a bit of um, a bit of a challenge around the um, the, the Samsung S twenty from if, if um, the. Uh, media out of the US is anything to go by. Now um, I'm still waiting to get uh, you know further hands-on. So I had an initial look at the uh, um, the the uh, varying S20 um, handsets ahead of um, them being announced uh, globally, and completely blown away by the cameras. By the way, mm. just you know this uh, hundred times zoom, which you know, of course is not 
you know, there's a, there's a sort of software element, and so you're not going to get an amazing photo at a hundred times zoom. Um, but having, you know, what I'm told was a ten times optical zoom, a mm. uh, hundred and eight megapixel uh, sensor, and yeah, you know, being able to hold eight K or something as well on the video. Yeah, eight K video. I mean, overall, it was just crazy. Um, amazing. But yeah, the 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 headlines. Um, out of the the US on on problems with the cameras, the the likes of Engadget has spent more time with, um, you know, with with the uh, devices in between, um, saying some um, some issues. Um, certainly, um, on the the S twenty Ultra, which is the one with, you know, just the 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 really impressive camera, basically a periscope and in, in, inside oh. of it. Um, so it looked like maybe there's a little bit of software uh, tweaking uh, that need to be done just just to get those working perfectly. But what I saw was, you know, I mean, it was it was off off the hook, wow. uh, you know. And admittedly, I'm someone who the camera component of of a top smartphone, uh, you know, is is one of the most important bits to yeah, totally. uh, to me. Um, you know, I, th- I think that that that's where we're seeing a lot of the advancement. And that's the thing I find most useful. If I've got a you know camera that can do, and in the studio here, we, you know we've got a GoPro which you know has you know has no zoom capability, but it's great for getting wide angle and varying you know angle shots and in, uh, in the studio. And those are great for you know footage with the Tesla and you know all sorts of bits and pieces out and about. And we've done all sorts of footage over the years um, with GoPros. New cameras are really cool, but when you can have something that that's that's you know on part of that. Or a whole lot better in some regards, and and that zoom element uh, that that we you know we're seeing just you know go in leaps and bounds over the last uh, few years. I mean that to, that to me is uh, yeah that's great and it's very very useful uh, mm-hmm. innovation. Now I have um, you know over the last few years I've I've stopped generally carrying bigger cameras, you know, digital SLR and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And look, they do amazing photos, but the photos that we're getting out of our top smartphones, be it uh, from Apple, um, and and the you know the phone I've been you know carrying over the last few months um, has been the um, iPhone um, 11 uh, Pro, and uh, you know really great on that photography front. Um, but the the Samsung, um, you know, I'll put my Next hand up and again. say Samsung this. This, you know, what you've done with the cameras on this one, um, you know, I would imagine that if I've only got one camera on, one phone on me on a given day, I would want that to be the the um, the the Samsung, um, you know, S S twenty Ultra because it just looks like it covers so many scenarios. So, um, but there's some software things that it sounds like they're working on so I hope it's software and they can fix it um, and yeah they seem to be a little bit delayed with, with getting devices out um, I'm hoping that it totally lives up to um, you know to, to the promises and to what I've what I've seen so far um, but if you're you know on the fence and and, and so on and um, and not sure I, you know I, I can't actually tell you that, mm-hmm. I, that I'm completely blown away yet because I've spent uh, less, less than an hour with these phones so far. Then also, to be fair, so I also think you know, the I, mean, I remember the uh, when the latest iPhones you know came out. Again, we had a point one update came out almost within the, the day of the the launch as well. So, yeah. you know, for me, when I hear about these these things, I think, oh, this is great. It's going to get the bugs worked out quicker, yeah. and it means that you're going to get something that's that's really quality, and they can quickly leave behind any stigma that might be attached, because, you know, these things are generally coming out hot. They've had a test group of probably a really small amount of people, and once they fix these issues, it becomes, a you know, the amazing thing that everyone dreams for it to be, so... Yeah, you know. well, we're we're, uh, we're certainly seeing on the, on the Android side, and, you know, I've been noticing uh, that... Yeah, the phone, you know the, the the top phones are, are pretty good at getting those those updates and yeah. and and fixes and things through. Um, you know, sadly Huawei, who were you know just yeah such a key player in terms of where they were, you know where they were were at. Um, you know, a kind of out of the picture yeah, to a, off, eh? to a reasonably you know big degree now. Um, I'm I mean I'm still waiting to get the. Um, the uh, hands on the the Mate Thirty and and you know 
there's there's a bit of a challenge there. Um, Miriam sort of dived in and, and uh, reviewed it on the Mobile Tech podcast. Um, but yeah, you've that yeah that's a great device, but you've got the software limitations because mm. you can't run the Google Play Store. So you know that's that's for a lot of people that would just be you know that's con- going to be considered dead dead in the water. Um, but you know we'll we'll see. But you know the um, the the devices certainly that we're seeing, uh, I would say across the board, are, are, are very good for most of the major major brands. We are getting software updates, probably a level we weren't seeing two or three years ago. I've a bunch of devices from Samsung, uh, Nokia. Uh, what else have I got? Uh, there's a few other ones that I've gone through recently. Just had a look at the software updates, yeah. and yeah, we're starting to see those Android 10, um, you know, updates, uh, you know, hitting more, more and more. Uh, devices, it's yeah. not perfect. Um, iPhone, of course, you know it's just so consistent that the operating system updates just go through every week or something. Uh, it seems like another which, one, isn't which it? is great. But I'm yeah. I'm finding um, you know app crashes on mm. on iOS, you know, quite wow. a, quite a bit. Um, so I know that it seems to vary for vary for people, um, and it's always hard to know is this the fault of the application developer or is it something to do with um, the operating system mm. this last week I was trying to post something in um, it was LinkedIn and uh, for the podcast and every time I'd go in and try and you know be part way through this sort of draft post and tag somebody and then just crash and and, and you know drop out it's just I mean that mm. stuff seems like yeah that was that was maybe the norm sort of 20 years ago but I don't know. I'd sort of ex- expect a, a phone and a major app like that to be able to work together mm. without falling over. But I guess these things are changing all the time, and we're, we're just not quite there, um, you know, perfection-wise. And and you know, I'm not saying that's that's an exclusive thing to um, to iOS, but it, it, I don't know. It feels to me a little bit mm. like um, iOS is is dragging the chain a little. Uh, yeah, not quite a, mm. quite as smooth. Um, you know, as it, as it should be. What are you running at the moment? Um, I'm running a uh, a XR iPhone and a Note 10 Plus um, uh, uh, Samsung. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty good pretty good combo of phones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm still still lashed to the to the Apple world on a number of fronts. I just can't yeah. quite get away from it. But, <laughs> but something I saw this summer that I hadn't seen before because now all these things are wireless charging and, and you got the you know the high power fast charge cigarette lighter and the thing is is i had both of those phones both get too hot in the middle of summer sitting on the dash yeah yeah because you know it's, it's hot and it's been a crazy summer and then these fast chargers run hot anyway and everything just seems to run hot and i had both of those phones some stage between now and december just give up the ghost because they were too hot just refused to, I th- I think, to play the game yeah i mean we're, we're getting our devices to do so much now mm. that's not something that gets talked about a mm. lot but um, and we're going to talk about drones soon, but I found um, the drone, the uh, Mavic Mini over the weekend, something, yeah, that that heated up to the point where maybe the sensor or the gimbal or something around the camera was mm. too too hot, so I got an alert about that. Um, I had GoPro and the Tesla while we were on the road trip, and of course you've got a glass you know, roof in that, so the sun's sort of beating yep. down. It can get quite hot, and running a camera certainly at four K, yep. uh, if that actually that makes things you know that makes things hot yeah. as well. Uh, and then, yeah, I've had uh, similar challenges with uh, iPhone, you know, carking it, and I've wondered what's happened, and it's not necessarily telling me. But I've then, um, you know, recognised not, you know, I've actually I think this on probably Samsung and iPhone, if I remember uh, correctly, where I've had issues with a phone shooting 4K video mm. in the summer. Mm. You know, maybe I've got attached inside a Tesla where it's, you know, getting getting a bit too much. It's getting sun as well, and yeah, th- at some point these things. Um, yeah, fail from a from hard. from a heat perspective. So, and I'm sure that would be even worse. And uh, if you know, if you were in in a you know hotter country mm. than uh, than New Zealand, it makes you wonder what's going to happen as these things grow, right? Because we know over the last ten years, you know, fan cooling computers has been essential to make sure they don't burn out over time, right? Well, 
you know, my nice jet black Note Plus that gets scorching hot in the summer. Yep. You know, would it be better to put it in a nice little ice bag or something, considering it's waterproof? Go back to water cooling these IP type of whatever sixty eight devices in water again, and yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> try and extend their life a little. Who knows? Yeah, it's a uh, on, ongoing challenge as mm. things shrink and they get more more powerful. Yeah. I guess there's some uh, actually some scientific challenges mm. there in terms of you know, the physical challenges. Um, now, what else did we uh, did we have? Um, I definitely want to talk about drones before we mm. um, before we uh, duck into that. There were a couple a couple of other things caught my attention. Um, Apple got hit with a. Uh, they've basically been told to pay out. I think it's five hundred uh, million uh, US dollars over slowing down older iPhones. Uh, so that was that was something uh, that was to do with with balancing the battery. Yep. And it seems like a fair enough thing to for a a company to do is like, well, yeah, the battery's not going to last very long. If you know, and I guess they just got it. They were, they were off to a big enough degree that people sort of noticed that their old phones were slowing down, mm. and then those people were going out and buying new phones when maybe their old phone was okay, but just the battery needed to be replaced. Yeah, uh, and they they slowed it down. I mean, the fact that it's that they've been forced to pay that much money, yeah, um, yeah, clearly that didn't stack up very well. I wasn't somebody impacted by it, so I might be you know minimizing mm. how you know. How it how it looks, um, and I guess if you were if you were in that position where you're like, oh, my phone has slowed down so much with this, you know, with the latest iOS, and I can't, you know, really easily roll it back or what yeah. have you. Um, yeah, what do you do? Right. You go and buy another phone because you need you you need you know your phone needs to work well, right? That's that's you know out of yeah. out of the devices that you use, mm. um, your phone just needs to be able to operate and and be snappy. And the opt out isn't there. I think that's probably why I think it's it's a fair enough penalty. If you could say, you know what, I'm I'm happy with iOS nine. I'm just going to lock and load that because if I go up, it's going to go slower and, and the battery's going to drop out. I mean, if there was a switch you could slide, then, yeah. then maybe... So I'll go for battery life yeah. or I'll go for performance, Correct. right? But yeah. no one has that option because if you don't upgrade, you're not supported and you're going to be hacked and all these other things. Almost like you wonder if they should have two two paths of updates, one for the security and one yep. for the um, performance. So people could opt into security patches but leave their... The version of operating system, mm. you know, with with its old functionality. Yeah, but um, um, now one thing I've got to call out Apple for, which is is great. Um, TechCrunch, I read that they had um, they'd blocked uh, a facial recognition mm. uh, app platform um, called Clearview AI. Uh, Apple have blocked it, um, banning the app from from use. And when I read about this. I, w- I, w- I was I was really unimpressed. Uh, basically, the app al- allows its um, users, and Clearview AI was saying, "Well, their users are police forces, and that mm. that's the limit." Uh, but what we've heard is, well, actually, they they've got you know a raft of of organisations like Macy's and Walmart and Wells Fargo Bank and so on, so retailers, banks and whatnot, yeah. also using this app. And basically uh, what Clearview AI seemed to be doing was going and scraping the web, social media, pulling down photos wow. and linking them to people's names and that they had a database of three billion photos. Now, first time I read this, I thought wow. this said three billion people's photos. It says three billion photos, so maybe it doesn't represent three billion people. But can you just imagine? You know, you having this app available in your pocket, you can, f- f- you know, like uh, or this, you know, to access to this database. Mm. You know, any photo you come across, you. You know, you link that up to the database, and it tells you who the person is. Well, there, you know, all this other data, you know, from social media. Certainly, if you get the name mm. and you join up a few dots, then you can, you know, you can pull that together. 
and I mean just the the privacy breach aspects and just the spookiness yeah. of it all. Look, I understand this is totally possible. You know, the technology makes this possible, and there's no you know going back. But we've got to have constraints around this this sort of stuff. You know, and people have to be held accountable, yeah, right? Apple's actions here, I just say, to, you know, totally justified mm. based on on what a, what I've read. Uh, so far, and I hope the legislation and or the that there's some legal work done here. Um, but it, I mean, to me, it just it just sounds spooky. It sounds like the sort of stuff that you know people should be mm. going to jail for a very long time for if it's as if it's as bad mm. as the, the what I'm reading mm. into it. It's uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's just not good. Not good. But it is all. good. I agree with you. I think Apple Apple are wanting to to be a leader in all sorts of spaces, security in particular. With iCloud, they're, they're promoting themselves. You know, Keychain has got all sorts of private information in there. They're, they're wanting to be one of the leaders in internet security and protection. Um, and for them to then pull the, their support of a developer because they believe that they're being unsafe and, and potentially criminal, I think it reinforces, you know, that great posture that they're, that they're striving for. Um, you know whether Apple could do the same thing themselves behind the scenes with all the, you know, the iPhotos that have been indexed in the same way. Yep, it's a different different discussion. But yeah. you hope that they're they've got, you know, the controls that they're demanding of other people that use their platform there as well. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, now look, we've covered all the sort of the the tech news things we wanted to cover. Uh, I think we might be out of time to sort of really delve into the drones, so we might have a special uh, separate segment on um, on drones where we can sort of delve in sure. and uh, and and talk about that new um, uh, Mavic Mini that I picked up from um, uh, DJI Ferntech uh, last week and been pretty impressed with, um, and awesome. our experiences out yeah, flying flying drones uh, last week yeah. and some of the add-ons and gadgets you've got for your. Uh, uh, for your drones to you know enable you to drag a, a fishing line yeah. out into the water and Lots uh, of fun. Yeah. All, all sorts of other things. So um, thanks very much for being on the show. Awesome. It's, uh, Thank it's you been for fantastic me. to yeah, uh, really to, enjoyed it. Thank to you. Catch up. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening in. Um, just a reminder: you can track us down on. Um, Varying social media locations and the like. If you're interested, uh, if you're listening to this, you're interested in well, what, you know, what what do those guys look like? Who's this guy, Paul Spain, and uh, uh, who's uh, who's Matt, and uh, what does this character, Matt Archer, look like? Well, the videos we're actually live streaming today. We're live streaming to um, Facebook, uh, to Periscope, which is is part of uh, Twitter and also to our new YouTube channel. So uh, if you're on YouTube, you know. Jump in there and and subscribe to uh, uh, NZ Tech Podcast. Um, that's quite a new channel. So last I looked, I think we had seventeen uh, uh, seventeen followers, but there's actually a bunch of uh, content that that is starting to go up there. So if YouTube's where you consume video, um, then you know go ahead you know like subscribe hit the bell all that sort of stuff um but also linkedin we're we're starting to do more on linkedin and we will eventually be sort of you know streaming onto uh, onto linkedin as well um but we are also streaming across um you know facebook and 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 twitter um slash uh, periscope so really the platforms you like to use hopefully um hopefully you can you know find us there uh, love to hear your feedback if you have been listening uh, watching uh, some of the the video, uh, and if you've got any any suggestions or things you'd like to see on the show, then um, you know always good to hear hear your comments and um, and feedback. And you can also follow me on um, you know directly on Facebook and and Twitter uh, and uh, and LinkedIn uh, personally as well. So feel feel free. Um, and as I say, feedback always welcome. Um, the New Zealand Tech Podcast is is here. Uh, to serve you, our audience and our and our listeners. Um, and on that note, a special thanks uh, to the brands that are making the New Zealand Tech Podcast uh, possible. Uh, so we have uh, Vodafone uh, New Zealand, uh, newly independent Vodafone, um, and we have uh, Sumo Logic. Uh, we also have uh, HP, Spark, 
Samsung and Vocus. And, uh, you know, those are the brands that are getting behind um, you know, the uh, innovation and, and technology uh, ecosystem uh, in New Zealand. And, um, you know, as part of that, us are supporting the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Um, so a big thanks to those brands. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you uh, very shortly on the next episode. All right. See ya. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.